What's up, guys? Rachel Lindsay here, and I am teaming up with your favorite Ringer podcasters to deliver the Bravo drama and news that you've been craving on Morally Corrupt. It's the show about all things Bravo, from the housewives to summer house and everything in between. We'll be mentioning it all every week. Check it out on Spotify and theringer.com. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast. This week, we're switching it up a little bit. This is part one of the villain series with arguably one of the biggest villains ever to grace your television screens, Spencer Pratt. Now, this interview went a little bit long, so we're going to be splitting it up into two parts. So enjoy. Gentlemen, welcome back to the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast. Now, movies, television, entertainment, they literally cannot exist. They do not exist. You will not watch them if there's not conflict, right? If there's not a protagonist and an antagonist, that's just the way the world works. And this may be hard for a lot of you out there to believe, but this guy, Johnny Bananas, at one point in time was actually considered a good guy. On TV, all right? Way back on the Inferno, circa, I don't know, 2006, seven. But as the saying goes, you either die a hero or you live long enough to be a villain. So we're going to be highlighting the all-time greatest villains, all right? And, you know, it's like birds of a feather. Who better to pick the brains of villains than one of the most prolific villains uh, of, of all time? However, before my time, Actually, it was in, in the beginning. There was there was actually a re- reality television villain out there that I used to watch. And some would argue kind of almost like created the reality television villain persona. All right. Now, if you look up the, the definition of villain, it's a character whose evil actions are important to the plot. And I would argue that this man's picture, all right, should be right there next to that definition. Two-time Teen Choice Villain of the Year, Snapchatter of the Year, I didn't know that existed, The Prince of Malibu, a.k.a. The Hummingbird Whisperer, a.k.a. Pratt Daddy, Mr. Spencer Pratt. 
going Dang. on playing. I almost want to just hire you to do my cameos when people <laughs> like book me for a cameo. It's just going to be you just hyping me up. Like, wow, thank you for that intro. My God, I would have done this podcast just for that. Bro, listen, man. I, you listen. You're like you are a trailblazer, man. You are like one of the forefathers of the whole reality television villain persona. Well, Tell me, I always give credit to David Foster, who was if you check out his Netflix uh, documentary. I didn't know who he was back in the day. Brody told me he just made elevator music, but he told me Spencer. You need to be the new Simon Cowell. And I didn't even know who Simon Cowell was. I didn't watch American Idol. And, you know, I just knew he was a villain, you know, everyone. But I didn't get, you know, you know, I was only 20 years old. I didn't get he had a reason to be a villain because he was just like hitting people with hard facts. Like, you're never going to make it. Like, so I was kind of reckless in the sense that thinking I could just go be a villain. And it's like, oh, it's all good. So, you know. I always think about what I do it again, you know, because at one time I was beating OJ Simpson, Casey Anthony, all these just murderers as like most hated person in America, all these lists. They, they couldn't even they couldn't even catch me. I didn't know if people would take it that serious because at the end of the day, like I was just trying to get ratings bonuses. Yep. Like I was like, OK, if I'm doing this, I'm all in to get everyone paid. I thought like a team and nobody else wanted to act like a team. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I went all in and I think about it all the time because, you know, how could I have played it different? But I didn't get the opportunity to be like the good guy, like Brody. Oh, sweet little Prince Charming. Like I didn't, that wasn't my setup. So from the jump, Princess Malibu, I was like the guy that lived in the pool house to mess up the house, you know? So mm -hmm. I came mm -hmm. in and, you know, it's nobody's fault. There's a lot of people... Uh, I feel like I started making TikToks talking about how fake everything is. And everyone's always like, well, you took the checks. I'm like, yeah, no, I know. But I'm just letting you know this was all strategy. This was like, you know, eventually I, I got reckless because you start embracing so much of the hate yep. and you start actually getting angry with like the BS that everyone's doing. So like I'll see clips of, you know, I'm like, dang, like I did snap. But, you know, there was real emotion behind that character that like bled into like my real life so it took like seven years when i moved to you know santa barbara and got out of the the fame game for a minute to like get grounded and get to a place where now i feel like i'm more but yeah at 2010 I, I was i was gone lost the plot i gotta say man there's you just said so much right there dude like i'm a, i like want to unpack all of that especially what you just said at the end about being grounded because i am a big believer these days in chaos versus stability. And we'll get into that in a minute. Just a real quick for those who out there who don't know, can you just give us a little um, background on who David Foster is, how he came into your life and kind of like the roadmap that he gave you? Cause I think this is very interesting that you almost like had a mentor out there, like a muse to kind of almost like set you on that path and be like, do this. And you, and so you actually had a plan. Oh, Brody, as the drunker he gets, the Brody Jenner, for people who yep. don't this, listen, uh, Kim Kardashian's stepbrother. Ooh, just kidding, Brody. Just playing. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, um, Brody will literally tell you this was all strategy. Like, 
plotted from the day one. Everything you watched me do was a design, you know, that I executed to the detail. So he, he's out there as a real witness. I mean, all my close friends all knew the plan too. So that's why, you know, even when everybody hated me, all my close friends were like, oh my God, these people believe in Santa Claus too. So um, rewind, I was going to USC. I was a business major as a freshman. I was like, well, I couldn't pass this math class. I was like, I can't do business. It's not going to work out. So I went to my advisor and I was like, what's the least amount of units to graduate? They're like political science. I'm like, okay, switch me over to that. So now I'm still like, whoa. I'm not C's get degrees, brother. I, yeah, you know, actually, I learned D's can get degrees. <laughs> not all you can put them in. They work, should write too. a book. You should uh, write a book. Know, I was D's just get the other day looking at my transcript. I was like, that was yeah. close. Um, <laughs> and so, well, I, you know, you can't try to go to college while trying to be a reality star. I did try to do that for a couple of years. And it's like F D, like because yeah. you have to go to school. Yes, um, yes, and these professors know when you don't go to school. Um, so I'm in school. I think maybe I'm some 20 years old and I don't know, this is like pre internet. There's no internet. Like maybe Google just had happened. And, but somewhere I read or heard about or saw on TV, the Osborne's got $25 million for like a season two on MTV. And then all of a sudden I see the simple life, I think is popping maybe season one. And I'm doing this. I'm like, I need to make one of these reality shows because I look at the Osbournes. I'm like, what is this show that these people get paid $25 million? I was like, okay, it's a mansion. Okay. Beverly Hills. Okay. Check. Lots of dogs. Check. Stepdad always like yelling and mumbling. Check. Uh, kids. Check. And then I'm like, I know all of these things, but a bigger house, more dogs and a stepdad that speaks like English. Um, you know, because Ozzy needed Not passions. gibberish. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. So I hit up my buddy Brody. Uh, and I'm like, yo, let me do a reality show about you. He's like, uh, you know, and so he meets me at P.F. Chang's when P.F. Chang's was popping. It just came <laughs> out, you know, all due respect to P.F. Chang's. But it, this was like, ooh, this is a hot new Chinese spot. So we meet uh-huh. at P.F. Chang's and he brought Chucky, his, you know, consigliere or whatever, Chucky the coup. And Brody wasn't really feeling the idea. And Chucky's like, listen to Spencer and like, shout out Chucky. And he's like, okay, here's the deal. Knowing I don't like to get up early. He's like, if you're at my house at 8 a.m. with a camera tomorrow morning, uh, then we can shoot the show. So I got my GL2 Canon, drive out to, you know, Sarah Tree Malibu. I'm right on Brody's face, 8 a.m. on the dot, nosed camera. And he's like, Whoa! I'm like, action player. So... I call my parents. I'm like, I just withdrew from USC leave of absence. They're like, what? I'm like, I'm going to shoot a reality show. Wow. And I was like, I can always go back. Like, it's like on pause. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. oh my God, Spencer's, you know, nuts. Um, so then I see David Foster and he's like, what the fuck is he doing in my house with the camera? Dead serious. I'm like, relax, Foz, man. It's Fox. He's like, that's not Fox, you fucking idiot. And I'm like, yeah, this is Fox TV. (laughs) And I, all summer, I was just falling, you know, filming this family for real. Like, just so you actually started out. So, so, so you actually started out as like behind the camera, not in front of it. I had a boom mic, a light and a camera. Like Brody and I were just watching some old clips. He was like, oh my God. Like, this is, this is like, the big light and the big boom, not like TikToker. So I'm like, yeah. here like this. The old and, school shit, yeah. dude, yeah. And so I'm doing all that all summer, pretty much. 
And David's just always yelling. You know, he, in real life, he, he does yell and he's always swearing. And he really, you know, did not like, you know, he didn't believe it. And it's talking about people who are like, oh, the secret manifesting, blah, blah, blah. I kept saying Fox, 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 because I think Brody and Brandon were like the cooler Paris, all due respect to Paris and Nicole, not respect to Nicole, respect to Paris. But they were definitely like the doper, cool version of guys it, you know, yeah, and I was yep. like, okay, this, their life's way doper. Like, so I'm like, we got something. iMovie one had just dropped. Maybe I could be wrong for Apple nerds. It's like 2003, maybe it's iMovie two, but like, apologize to all the Apple nerds out yeah, there. Like, if we get the which wrong I am one. I am one. So I know they're gonna be like, oh my God, Apple four was out by, by 2003. Um, <laughs> but whatever it was, I we'll took, have Sasha correct it in post. Yeah, all right? yeah. So whatever it was, bootleg Apple, there's no final cut, whatever. So, I'm just taking clip, clip of just like David yelling at me in the mansion and Brody driving things on the lawn. I mean, this is a 22 acre palace. Like David, uh, or, uh, Larry Ellison now owns it, uh, who owns Oracle, the billionaire. It's the illest house probably in California. And it's all on YouTube. Check it out, everyone. Search Prince of Malibu, all six episodes. I'm going to check. I got, I got all- something to binge now. You can watch Kim Kardashian's first appearance on reality television. Her and Courtney, you can see their eyes just get mesmerized. Oh, that was her first? I thought that was the... the, the people the, the, uh, people are like, she video. made a cameo on Simple Life. But here's the difference. Simple Life is like a gag show. You know, like it's like she saw the vision of you can just have a show in your backyard and have a party like I gave her that vision, you know. So what I'm she made a cameo in your in Prince of Malibu before she made a cameo in Ray J's uh, nighttime movie. You know, it's probably no, yeah, it hadn't happened because I would have known about. It. I would have been like, oh, you would have like, leaked it. I would no, I would have told. I would have told. <laughs> like you watch the camera operators, like they don't even know she's somebody to keep. Like she goes to talk and they just like pan off of her in court. I'm like, oh my god, they're like extras that they don't even air Unreal. the footage of. Unreal. So, so you discovered Kim Kardashian. That's amazing. You heard it here first, ladies. I just and actually made a TikTok where I exactly said exactly that on the TikTok. I said, "Here's the moment I taught Kim Kardashian reality TV." So, well, yeah, obviously, she's a billionaire with 150 million channels. Everyone, relax. I know uh, she won. Um, <laughs> you really are, Spencer. I gotta say, man, are you, do you have like are you like shell shocked? Because I feel like you're probably so used to these days, or just from the time you've been on TV to being confronted or to having people say stuff to you that it's almost like the second something comes out of your mouth, you're like, all right, like, all right, guys, like, don't get offended. I'm just fucking right. You just apologize to the Apple nerds. Now you just apologize to all the Kim stands out there. You know, let's just Are you traumatized. Tell me about this. Have you been, did this traumatize you, Spencer? Uh, you know, now that you bring it up, I definitely just have my filters knowing exactly what triggers yes. people. So it's yes. like, I just want to, you know, let's just get that apology out of the way. So I don't have to see you in a comment section, you know? Um, so the show is great. Boom. We get the deal with Fox. So we're going to, they're relaunching family guy. So we have Sunday nights after the Simpsons. Family Guy after us, our sponsors, Coca-Cola and McDonald's. Like, I'm going to be a millionaire, like, so quick. Like, here All is money. vision. Like, yeah. the money is about to rain down the night after the show premieres to, like, 6 million viewers, which is on a summer, like, a summer Sunday night. It's solid. You know, they were happy with that. Uh, Linda calls Fox and is like, yeah, I'm fine. I just filed for a divorce. So then I get a call from the network. They're like, 
yeah, Spencer, we're canceling your show because we bought a show about a family. But Stop. here's what's so crazy. Nowadays, I would have got a wow. raise, you know, because yeah. they would have followed the divorce and yes. it would have been headline yes. drama. Yes. This is like pre, you know, we love everything negative world. Yes. Um, so now I'm back in college. Like, oh my God. I I spent my like check on one six series BMW that now like it had rims, but I don't now have gas money for it. Cause the, you know, the checks are supposed to start come. Everything's mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you spent what? the money before you had it. No, I, I had just, I spent just what I had. So there was no more. So now I'm back <laughs> in college and you know, so I'm like, I got to get back on TV. Here. Thinking then, about oh, what could have been. I wasn't supposed to be on the Prince of Malibu. I was an executive producer. I was the youngest executive producer of a network television show. Dude. I had my old walkie talkie that said executive producer with the little headphones. And Right when it kicked off, there was not a conflict where somebody was. So they're like, Spencer, you got to get in there. So I was the first on camera executive producer where I was just going to like produce on the show. But I didn't get once you cross because I'm 20 years old. Once you cross that freaking threshold that it's a wrap. No one's ever taking me seriously again. No pitch, no meetings like done. So I didn't get I was jumping in lava so that was where I came from for that summer, making fake stuff for the show because it's entertainment. I thought all reality TV was fake. Like it was movies. I thought we we're just making funny, great, like skits, more jackass style comedy. So when, you know, my mom and her friend Lucy are watching the show and, and Lucy's like, you should date this girl, Spencer. She's so cute. I'm like, what's this show? I'm like it's the Hills. So this is Hills season one and i'm like looking on the kai like who's does this like what's this show like they're in hollywood like no i'm holly like this is when brody and i were hollywood i will argue with anybody uh-huh. like there's not even a, like they're literally took our that's you, this is you stole us you know? sound off in his comments ladies and gentlemen he oh, just yeah, said yeah. he will argue with you yeah i will see you somewhere just not not my you know tiktok i got enough of you you can go to twitter <laughs> Um, so go to his only fans sound off. Uh, what is this? And I see this name of this executive producer showrunner who Brody and I actually hired a couple months ago for princes. And like, you know, we spent the summer with this guy, Sean Travis. So I have Sean Travis's cell number. I call him up. I'm like, what the fool? You didn't put me on this TV show when we just got you on a Fox where we got you a check. Like you wow. don't hit Brody and I. He's like, no, no, Spencer. Uh, this is already a set cast from this girl from Laguna Beach. I'm like, I don't give a fuck, fool. Like <laughs> this is like those are our clubs. So um, he's like, no, you can't this get on this show. So I'm like, great, man. I'm like, no, we can get on this show. You're at area. That's our club. So I call Brody. I'm like, yo, hit up. Jared Najjar, shout out Jared Najjar. So for I ends up he's Big Poppy's son. If you watched Real Housewives of Atlanta, this is Kim Zoziak's sugar daddy's son. So he had loot. I don't know where it came from, but so we're like Jared, you got to buy all the tables at area when we know they're going to be filming there. So he buys up all the tables. We got all the bottles. They're like looking for us to like get some action because it's like no, these are all our bottles. There's no bottles for you. So. It ends up not even really working out. And I don't even think I even interacted, but we just made a point to Sean, yes. you know, like yes, just put dude. the pressure on. No, man, you, that, that's, that is such a fucking amazing story, dude. It's almost like 
this is what I've what I've taken so far from from this conference. Is it's like I had no idea. You know, there's people that want things to happen and they wait for them to happen. And there's people that, that that go out there and they make things happen. Like when you talk about like this whole manifesting thing, like people think like, oh, if you manifest, you're just gonna have a thought and then all of a sudden magically whatever you want is gonna get there. Like from everything that you said up to this point with, I mean, leaving college to, 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 to start a show, to basically have the foresight to look at reality television um, in the way that you did and to go out there and to create your own show when people were doubting you and people weren't backing you. And then once again, with this whole Hills, because that was actually one of one of the questions I was going to ask you is how did you get involved in the Hills? And it's like you like. You, it was almost like you did it the right way. You tried to go through the front door and they were like, nah, door's locked. You were like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to go and break in the back door. That's like impressive, dude. Like, I love that, man. This is, this is amazing. We, it gets, it gets better than that. So, um, <laughs> so then, so Brody starts dating Kristen Cavallari and this is right when this, so we're like, we don't need this Hills. Like we'll take the star of the real show yeah. from Laguna Beach was Laguna Kristen. Beach. So he starts dating Kristen. So we're getting all the juice because LC was second fiddle, all due respect. LC stands, relax, but this is facts. <laughs> um, L, uh, Kay Cavi was the star. She was trying to make it in the movies. She's still yep. the bigger star, okay? Yep. So we're, we got the paparazzi with Kristen. So we're like, we don't even need that. We, we're going to get our own shows. We didn't give up like making shows. We're like, we don't need... That wasn't mm -hmm, working. Mm -hmm. So we're out in the club. This is when Privilege was popping. Yep. It's now area. No, it's Ledoux. now high. No, it's was this like high. the Ledoux? Was this the Ledoux days? I guess I just read Ledoux before it was Ledoux days. Was Ledoux, but a different owner because my buddy just like threw the throwback. I was like, dang, I didn't know about that Ledoux. Uh, it was a different vibe. Um, so this is Privilege. Justin Timberlake was in there. Tight yeah. energy. Sexy back was playing. I was on the dance floor. You know, I was a professional uh, dancer in nightclubs <laughs> because my background was spring break Cabo growing up. Oh like, my God, I, dude. like Squid Row. Like <laughs> they cleared. Like I have moves. I had a move called the Cabo. I'm Heidi. Just still mad about me doing the Cabo on. <laughs> On other women, but I had the Cabo, which just, is what? What's the Cabo? You know, I don't want to just give away serious, but it's pretty much, you know, you have your dance partner in your arms when I was fit. Like you could probably do the Cabo now still, but I would have my dance partner in my arms here and you would throw her this way and throw her this way and you keep catching her and the legs are behind. I know like, exactly what you're talking. That's like a swing move, isn't it? It's on Dancing with the Stars, but they, you know, they're wearing ballroom outfits. I'm wearing Got more. It you know, Cabo Alvarez, you know? Yeah, yeah. So you're just like, you're in your skin. So I'm at Privilege on the dance floor and Brody's dating Kay Cavi. And I guess Heidi comes up to Kay Cavi and she's like, you guys set me up with somebody. She's like, oh, I'll set you up with Spencer. He's here. So we hit it off on the dance floor. Heidi uh, at the time was, she's still a great dancer, but this was her prime. She was Did you a, hit her with the Cabo? Did uh, you hit her with the Cabo you know, move? I think she saw me hitting the Cabo on some, some bystanders and there was like collateral <laughs> energy. Uh, so we all go back to, all the way back to Malibu, have a great night. Uh -huh. Heidi and I hit it off, you know. She'll say it was love at first sight. Now I realize it, you know, it was. Were they filming been. at this point? No, no. This was her down okay. in between season two. Got it. Got so, it. So, you know, I think when we kind of like checked that producer wasn't even, we just show like, we just made it so they couldn't get tables maybe towards the end of season one. And we didn't have any real interaction with the cast. This is the first time I'm meeting Heidi. 
and I didn't really know what The Hills was. The Hills wasn't a hit show until, you know, Brody and I came in and, you know, made it a hit show with facts. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry ice tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea. I don't think there's any coincidence that when the villain enters the fray or the soon-to-be villain, all of a sudden the fucking show blows up. Just yeah. saying, man. Just saying. Cause was there any? Was there? They, was had, there? A, they had a villain in Jason okay. Waller, but but there's nobody like I came in strategically trying to. Exactly, be he awful. wasn't stirring the pot. He wasn't pushing buttons. He wasn't rubbing people. He was rubbing. Here's the difference: is like you said, you went in and you did this strategically. You were doing this consciously. Whereas, like, if you're an addict, it's like, yeah, you're doing this and you're causing disruptions and you're causing problems, but. You're not necessarily doing it intentionally. You're doing it because you 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 have a disease. Yeah, and the yeah. audience isn't. Uh, the audience is like, dang, this fool needs to get in rehab. Yeah. Not like, oh my God, this fool is nuts. He's plotting. He gave Adrena the same roses he gave height. Like, Loma, like, you know, people are really like trying to figure me out. Like, is he really this, like, gone? Like, is he this bad? Diabolical. Yeah, yeah. like, this guy is Spengali. When you when you say that, okay, so you entered the scene. What was like the first thing? And you came in obviously with like this with this playbook, which I love because it's similar to like my entrance to the show. And like people, and I've done a lot of things as well that I've pre-planned. But coming on to the hills, did you? What was like your idea that you had in mind? What was this blueprint? And I guess what was the first thing, the first notable thing you did on the hills that like really just you know rubbed people the wrong way? All right, so. Heidi and I, we hit it off, da, da, da. She then tells Kristen Cavallari that I'm in love with her. And this is a time when, you know, all due respect to myself, uh, you know, I was a player, you know. So, like, I didn't like hearing that there was somebody saying I'm, I think she may have said obsessed. Like, you know, I thought you were great. You just, and I was said, like, you just apologized to yourself. You know, so... Uh, you know, so I didn't like hearing that. So yeah. it was like, okay. You can call me anything you want. Call me an asshole. Call me a diabolical backstabbing piece of shit. Do not say that I have feelings for a female. Don't go there. Yeah, I was like, excuse me? And, I, <laughs> and, I, and, and then she, so we got excuse into it or whatever. Me. And she changed her phone number on me back when you had to Heidi. go to the store. Yeah, you had to go to a store. It's not Cricket like the, wireless. Yeah, it's not like an e sim. Like, yeah, switch my number right now. If I say it's like she. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Wow. So we, we were done. You know, I didn't think anything was going to happen. And she started seeing other guys. Like everyone. Like that's the thing they didn't show them hills. Heidi was a player. To, that's you know. Hands uh -huh. down, like these, uh -huh. all these girls were on the show. They were at a TV show. They were out, all the guys wanted to be on the show. They had a, la bottles. a lady in the sheets, but a freak in the streets. Exactly. So, um, so <laughs> then, you know, now I'm like, we need to take this show. Cause I don't know how, Oh, here's how it happens. Okay. Brody uh, breaks up with Kristen Cavalier. He's now dating Nicole Richie. So 
Nicole Richie's best friend is this girl, Sophia. Sophia is a talent producer on the hills. So I starts making me, and she's like, you and Brody need to get, I don't know if she said it, or I think Nicole Richie said, you know, I'll give Nicole, you guys need to get on the hills and take that hills show. And I was like, Nicole's right. She backfired on her. Cause then I was like, Brody, you need to break up with Nicole so we can go double date, you know, with <laughs> Heidi and LC. So I, you know, as Brody's publicist manager agent at the time, Fuck, he, dude. you know, agrees and he breaks up with Nicole. So wow. we go wow. to a night they're filming and I get, so Adrena, who I didn't know at all, and her and LC and Heidi were all beefing. So I knew that much from this dinner at Chateau Marmont, but Brody's still with Adrena or with uh, Nicole this time. Nicole. Okay. So I'm like, yo, roll up. I'm going to roll up with you. Heidi's working the door at Bolt House. So show we'll roll up together. Like, you know, we're a thing that uh, totally planned. And, I, and Heidi will freak out. It'll be great. She's in Audrina's down because, you know, she's shady like that. So we pull up, boom, works out. Heidi freaks out. Drama. Heidi's on, like, comes in. I'm like, Ooh. and they're filming. This is now, this filming. is on camera. Okay. And you okay. Know, I didn't sign any release. I signed just whatever. So now it's on. They're like, we need Spencer. So this evil, demonic producer, this guy, Adam DeVille of Straight From Hell, he hates that I have this mindset of like, I'll make your show better. And the way I'm talking, he's used to like being dealing with pawns. Mm -hmm, All due respect mm -hmm. again to Heidi. She was just a sweet girl from Crest View. Like if you told her jump, she jumped. You tell me to jump. I'm like, why? Where's the ratings bonus? Like, what, you know, <laughs> what are we doing here? Um, so they didn't like that energy I had where like, I just made a bigger show than you guys have. They never do, bro. There's a lot of egos. You know how it is, man. There are a lot of egos. And when you have talent, and when you, like you said, dude, and there's networks are like that too. Networks want you to be sheep. All right. They don't want you to ask questions. They don't want you to talk back. They don't want you to have a voice. They, like you said, they want to say jump and they want you to say how high. They don't want you to have any power where it's like jump. And it's like, what am I jumping for? Who's paying me to jump? How high am I going to jump? The higher I jump, do I get paid more? So my frequency and energy was like your cable show. Okay, guy. I, you know, I may have got canceled after two episodes, but I had two episodes on Fox at 20 years old, created executive proofs and starred and did all this. So my energy was like, you're below me. And they hated that because yeah. I'm like, I never heard a season like one of, uh, of the Hills. Like I never heard of that. Never heard of you, guy. And he's yeah. in his forties, and he's like trying to big, big bro me, big guy me, talk down. I'm like, dude, I was just talking to head co-chair of News Corp on the phone, dealing with the president of Fox when Fox had all hits. This is when Fox's heyday. So my yeah. energy, they hated me from the jump. So that's how they slowly, you know, even when I thought we were like had the same goal, they were actually burning me down. You know, yeah. it's like. They like I was giving them what they want, but they could have just softened yeah, it a little bit. Dude. But they were like, no, we're murdering this dude because LC, it was her show. And LC, they had this balance of like Spence once. Like, so when we started double dating, the first time double date we went on, this was, you know, before even we started filming and I'm getting Brody set up with freaking Kristen. Brody's the hottest bachelor in the game. Like I just hand delivered you the golden goose of Hollywood LC. I don't get a thank you card. I don't get anything. He's in all the tabloids. He's got the mansions. He's got the S like you never even been around a guy like this. And I just, I just brought him with a ribbon for you. And you're already yeah. got, you know, yeah. thinking like you're from Laguna beach, all due respect. I grew up in LA. Like I never went to Laguna beach unless 
I, maybe I heard of a skimboarding out there. Like, don't play me, girl. So, um, you know, I call my paparazzi because I already got paparazzi. They don't uh-huh. even know what a paparazzi is. I got them on the phone. We go to the Grove and she's running from the camera like this. I'm like, what are you doing? That's my guy. Like, smile, like, give a nice yeah, little yeah, smile. Yeah, Put yeah. your hand near Brody. Act like, like you've been here before. She's like, you called the paparazzi? Like, I'm like, yeah, because you've never been in a tabloid before, girl. And I'm getting you in. Us magazine. This is like guerrilla marketing before guerrilla marketing was a thing. This is literally, I'm like, yeah, you've never been Us Weekly, girl. And she had an attitude with me. So she didn't like that I was like setting up paparazzi. You know, she just didn't get like, you want to be a millionaire, which she is. People relax. She's so rich. Google says she has $40 million. Great, people. Okay, that's great. (laughs) Um, So. uh, Hold on. You said something about Audrina earlier. You should apologize to her stands too, because you didn't apologize to them. Because I'm I'm just saying, just in case they come after you. Oh, they bring them. I can't stand her. I'm not even. She shouldn't have a stand. Elsie deserves her stands. That's fine. But nobody should be standing Audrina's whack ass. So. Everything's great. I can't. You know? I can't imagine why you were considered a villain, dude. I, I, I'm still trying to figure this out. Uh, uh, look, so Just can't pin it down. We were. Everyone's doing great. We're doing great. Double dating, but Brody can't fake it. Like he can't really fall in love with Elsie, which you know I understand. So it's not working out, and she knows that. So she wants to really start dating, and Heidi and I are now a real couple. Even though, you what's know, what's the time? What's the time frame here? Now we're in the season of two, I think, season, I don't know. So it's but been a while. So how long did they date before he's like, I can't do this They never dated. He couldn't do it for a night, for an hour. So it didn't last for an hour. But he faked it enough, but he couldn't, he couldn't, oh, he, you know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not that professional. So, oh, the best part about this is right when we're getting this momentum, shout out Rod Iasa, who was the president of programming for West Coast MTV. We go in. Uh, for we shoot, we go in and pitch Brody and our own show because we're like, we don't need this Adam DeVilla. We don't need the Hills. Like we can make a way better show. So we got our own pilot with MTV, Rod Asa West Coast, probably right as season two of the Hills is happening. We're kind of on it. And we shoot this show called Banking on Brody where I'm his publicist, agent, manager. It is so good. It's like, it's like the bootleg entourage guerrilla style where we're using like the superstar women in Hollywood, like, and we're going to make it look like Brody's dating all these like Cameron Diaz always by setting up photos of him just rolling up, ambushing them and like handing them rose, like just creating this, yeah, these fake yeah, relationships, yeah, yeah. like punked, you know, and like making the girls interact and like, who's this new Hollywood batch? Like, you know, the, and it would have, it would have worked. Like we have the formula, we have the right path agency. And so it's, it's going to go. And we shoot the whole pilot. It's a work of art. You know, this is back. Brody's naked in the shower with his six pack girls. would have love this. Shit. Like this, we were, we were way ahead of you. Can I get a copy of this? Could you send me a copy just for research purposes? Obviously yeah, I, w- I would already leaked it, but we had euphoria energy on there. Like Brody was all in. Um, I remember being like, Whoa, what are we, what is going on here? Fuck, um, so then East coast MTV's like, tells west coast because east coast has the more juice it's all in new york they're east like, coast versus west yeah, coast they're like you can't take these guys from the hills like that's n- that's not happening so they shelve our show and uh, uh 
you know, if we'd had better representation, we could have probably been like, no, we're not doing the Hills. We'll wait this out. You want us, but it's hard. Cause then they were like, did this you have much- exclusivity with, with them at the time with MTV at the time? Um, no, we could have, we just didn't, we were too why you know there was i didn't have anyone to call i'm like we're yeah, doing yeah, all yeah, this yeah. got just it like, yeah I mean, this is the infancy of, dude like you what know. you're doing like bro it's it's that like, what you were doing man you were so far ahead of your time dude just again with like these vision the, the, the like the vision for these shows that you had and the fact that it was like you always a lot of people when they do reality television especially nowadays they look at it and they're like so happy to be like on tv that it's like they're just content with it, even if they are destined or there's better things that they can be doing. And the fact that it was like you had this thing that was viable, but you saw where all the talent was. You saw the the, the potential and you were willing to walk away from this to do your own thing. Like that takes a lot of balls, man. And that's 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 impressive. So and they didn't bite. So MTV basically told, so East Coast put the kibosh on West Coast and they were like, not happening. These are our guys. So now we're all in. And I pretty much tell Heidi the plan. I'm like, look, I'm going to make some drama. And Heidi was a player. She didn't want to be exclusive. So people watch the show and they're like, I was like down to be exclusive. And she's like, nah, like she was. Wow. Yeah. So they don't show because she was dating like actual A-listers that wouldn't film you know, athletes, actors, like primo players. So they're not coming on the show. I don't know. Or they just didn't want to make her look that dope. She's like second fiddle to LC. And she really was out there balling as a independent woman. Uh So, uh, so I'm like, you should be good with me rolling up with playmates. You should be good with me faking these roads was back, you know, but the problem with Heidi is she has real feelings. And, you know, once she started drinking and this stuff and she was yeah. crying and then it looked so real, but she knew. And after I'd be like, that was literally a plan. Like I told you I was coming with these girls and I was going to do this. And she's like, you know, still, yeah, you, but know, you know, so, how it is, man. Yeah, Actions yeah, yeah, yeah. speak louder than words. You can say all day long, this is what's going to happen. Then when it actually happens in reality, it's like, you know, but that's surprising, but but you were the one that wanted to like get more serious. So so basically, yeah. the way you were and the way uh, Brody were, you guys were like polar opposites. He didn't want any part of a relationship. He's like, no, I want to keep doing my thing. You, on the other hand, you're like, no, this is I'm 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 ready to uh, settle down and make this a thing. Yeah, yeah. And the show makes me look like straight demon. And then like the things that they don't even do on like your show or anything like. They, like people trip the one scene that everyone just thinks like he's a monster. They when Heidi says something to me and I'm like, get out of my car. And it looks like I leave her in an alley where she could just get mugged and then floor it and like have exhaust hit her face. We did that scene 20 times. And then we drive off together to go to Donna Antonio's. But wow. you know, I'm in here like, this is great. Like making sure they get all the angles thinking like, Ooh, people are going to love this. But it's like, I didn't really think, Oh no, people think this is the gospel. What and was your are- relationship? So you said Adam DeVille was the executive producer. What was your relation? What would you say your relationship was like at, at this point? Because I had a very similar introduction into reality TV as well, where I beefed, I came in and I kind of had the same idea where it's like, you know, I was like, they need me more than I need them. I'm the fucking new guy. Like, I'm going to take this show and run with it. I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to be a champ. I'm going to win. And it was like, I butted heads with production all the time. I can, I, I, I accuse them of, of uh, conspiring against me. I would always call them out. I would always poke holes in their games. I would always do. And what I didn't realize is that by doing that, I just figured like, all right, they have to kind of edit everyone the same, that, that, that was then going to affect me in the editing room, because now it's going to spread 
It's not the EPs on scene are then going to tell the editors. They're going to be like, all right, this is how we want these storylines to go. And I was the same, dude. I could not catch a break. No matter what I did, they would edit me to look like an incompetent idiot, dude. And I went from being like this good guy to then being like the most hated person on earth. If I could do it all over again, I would play so dumb. I would just like be plotting on all the producers and everything, but I would never have these conversations with them and yelling with them and arguing. I would literally play just as dumb as bricks. I was like, I did what? What? I was late. I didn't show up where? Oh my God. I'm so sorry. Oops. Like you need it. I was supposed to be there for filming. Oh, like I would just be in there like, so Spencer's so stupid. Like I should have never been like, I'm smarter than you guys. You know, I should have mm-hmm. been. I am. It's called stroking egos, man. It's a hard thing no, to do. No, though, but when not you're young. stroke egos. Like I should, because then they like I should have just been st- like, like okay. stupid. Because if you stroke egos, they're like, oh, he's playing us. Like I should have been like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh huh. You know, like because, but so it wasn't until like the last season where I literally go full, you know, off the reservation. Because I had, I had pay no matter what. The way they kept me going is pay to play type thing where you only get paid if you appear. So they can really mm-hmm. dangle that carrot. And when you start making crazy checks, like, oh, you don't want 80000 this episode? You don't want 95000 this episode? You're like, way I was spending money. It's like, I need that money. So yeah. Was social media a thing at this time? Twitter had just popped off. Okay. And I was starting to tweet and like trying to clear the air. And then they put in my contract that anything from my tweets should have been in the show. So, you know, even if I'd had wow. IG and yeah, go live, yeah. but nowadays, like I say, I would have just gone. If you had put on an episode where you have me fake apologizing for something I didn't do and fake, I would have just gone on IG live and been like, I didn't do that. See you guys in court. Like you're defaming me. Da, da, da. But it's a hard balance because you also want these checks and you want you know, but I was the, I think I was the most difficult person to ever, MTV's ever worked with in their whole life. Shout out Tony DeSanto. If he wasn't the president of MTV, I would, they would have probably put me in a mental hospital. Uh, I would have been right. I would have been there right next to you, man. Me and you would have shared a padded cell. Okay. That was part one. Thank you for listening. Now check back next week for part two. And thank you for listening to the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast, where the tea flows like wine and my guests instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano. I'm Oprah and I love you. 